the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. You think I'm the facts or the fun? What? <laughs> he said two hours of facts and fun. Oh, you're a mixture. I'm a mixture? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me turn you up just a <laughs> You know, uh, on uh, Hee Hall, they used to say. I guess I'm aging myself, but uh, they used to say, I'm a singing, I'm a picking, and I'm a singing. Grinning. Roy Clark and... Uh, Wait, and I'm a picking, and I'm a grinning? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You never watched that? No, but I thought that's what it was. I'm a picking, and I'm a grinning. Right. Okay. They'd swap out there. Do you want to sing, where, oh, where <laughs> are you tonight? Right. <laughs> you kind of do that on your own. Yeah, there you go. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, you do that on your own. Got a good day out here so yeah. far. We got, uh-oh. Calvin's oh, I playing. thought Calvin was doing something obscene over there. <laughs> <laughs> got a good day. Yeah, beautiful day and uh, a lot of uh, quite a few people here, not as many as yesterday. But they were in the, in the mood for asking questions. Is that right? Yeah. I saw you over there taking care of business. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, that, it, this was the, the latest one was uh, kind of challenging because they they bought a house in the neighborhood where I used to live. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah, and they were talking about the the uh, plants. Yeah. Which plants they liked best, and and she she kind of uh, kind of low. There we go. And so he's she, got to do that, Jacob. But she, it's uh, in his genes. She uh, uh, realized that I was kind of just half following, and she says, "Do you remember your yard?" <laughs> 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 I said, "I don't remember a lot of things, but I sort of remember the yard." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. There, uh, uh, she and she brought up the. The challenges of these last two years between those uh, the February freezes oh, and yeah. then this dry this dry weather this year has Is really it been dry this year? We've been getting two tents yeah, uh, every every weekend we announce the uh, rain. Yeah, there you go. I'll go look and see what the rain looks like. That two tents thirty percent well uh, the no, new, newspaper said tomorrow? it was thirty percent was all and they were <laughs> emphasis emphasizing. Uh, did they say how many tents? Uh, no, it said <laughs> It said thirty percent question mark, and then oh, oh geez. No. it was wishful thinking, you know. <laughs> we hope it's going to rain. Yeah, my my canoe hadn't budged. No, in the front yard, you know, I got it sitting out there waiting for the big rain. I know. Let's see. 
Like Noah, yeah, Noah and the Ark. 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 1 p.m. tomorrow. Uh-huh. They give a gusty, little gusty, winds as high as 20 miles. 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms Monday night with a low around 66. Doesn't give a percentage. It does not give I mean, a precipitation. Amount. Well, I'll have to give them all. That's probably as much as we'll get. <laughs> but uh, all you got to do is watch for your water day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, So Monday's 0 and 1, Tuesday's 2 and 3, Wednesday's 4 and 5. Look at him go. Thursday is 6 and 7, and then 8 and 9 on Friday. That sound right? That's it. All yeah. right. What a whiz. <laughs> oh, you must have studied math at yeah. the University of Texas. Uh-huh. We, we pretty well decided it wasn't English. <laughs> I don't know why you were, Why would you say that? That ain't right. <laughs> it's, uh, some of your writings. I, I did take Texas com. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, did I miss those writings? Yeah. You yeah. Missed them. Oh, gosh. I've got them in a special place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the special places <laughs> you know in fact I, Milton's got a, so, a whole section on plantanswers.com and it, it's, it's a his, very efficient section it, too. his pictures and stuff like yeah. that Un- unlike Jerry's presentations mine just take about two minutes <laughs> <laughs> one slide <laughs> hey Calvin. Owen did you see the tree I sent you the tree you sent us a tree well that's nice of the tree. I sent it to Calvin because I wasn't sure if you would get it as a, uh, oh, as a text. So remember the tree I was describing at the yeah. end of the show. So we had a ornamental pear, and then that's what Mark Peterson first thought. And then I sent him the actual picture, and he's not sure. Uh, what? Oh, oh yeah, that was weird. It had some, some of the big booms on there too. Yeah, it almost, almost looked like. Uh, I didn't look at it close. I'm sorry. That's Mexican. Okay. Uh, Let like me look. Mexican. Right, here, here's, here's the blooms. You can just kind of scroll back and forth. Does that look familiar? So it's there's well, it's got tubular blooms. Yeah, that's that what that's true. what Mark was excited that about. It looks like. Uh, here, the, Did that change the picture? Oh yeah. What it, that, that, that's, I don't know like what one those, of those tubular p- blooms are. Well, hey, let me There's see. It's not which, a pair. Which okay, not a pair. All right. Okay, and then yeah, this was. And there's no partridge in it. No, there's no partridge in this pear tree. <laughs> That's how you know it's a pear tree if you've got a partridge. Let's see. Uh, uh, what are, what's tubular? Uh, blooms white bloom. Uh, Heck, the the uh, uh, there's no white. Uh, uh, let me look uh, at it. Uh, no, okay, hang on. <laughs> I gotta okay. go back. What is what is the uh, one with the big, the big leaves that hybridizes uh, over near Tennessee and? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so here's a distance picture. With it and has you just kind of scan. You can kind of you know, it has just like you do leaves. on your phone. <laughs> there are three pictures all together. Where was it? Is this in your neighborhood? Yeah, it's uh, by uh, an apartment complex, and they have them all in a row. There's, oh. one, there's one really big at the corner, and then they, they get smaller. They've got tubular blooms. Yeah, did you see and the tubular white. blooms? I'll show them to you. If you want. Oh. <laughs> now, this doesn't look like there has tubular blooms. 
It's just straight. It looks uh, like a combination uh, of. Wait a minute. Look at these guys. Look at those blooms, huh? So, so some are tubular and some aren't. No, they're all tubular. Yeah, I think they're. Look all at that. And okay. tell me that they're all tubular. Yeah, look at this and tell them that they're all tubular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at it first. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Did you have a question? Say uh, what? Oh, Arctic frost. Do we have any more? If, if they're if they are, they're over there. No, you're not seeing them. I imagine okay. it's sold out. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And then you'd, you'd want to ask Trace. I doubt it. I doubt it. Trace or Mary Sorry. can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. 210-308-8867. Are you looking at Are it? Are you ready? You're looking at it, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Wait a minute. Let Kevin get plugged in. Okay. They're all tubular. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All, all the beamers are tubular. They're not on uh, spikes like a, uh, an apple or a spurge, I should say. Like an apple or a pear would be. That's that's a pretty tree. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty now, and then it, you can see in some places it's uh, beginning to green up. Yeah. Which so then it'll just be green, and then it loses its leaves in the yeah. the fall and, and winter, and then they come back. Where's okay. Paul Cox when you need? Yeah, Paul would know. <laughs> that's a shame. Oh, Mark will figure it out too. Uh, oh, yeah, Mark's guess. Mark had a guess. Sorry, Mark's yelling at the radio. Tell him my guess. Hold on. Uh, Mark, you ready? They're gonna. Jerry's going to do something into the microphone. <laughs> uh, Catalba. Catalba. That's what I would. That's that, what that uh, Jerry and I, yeah. That and, and it hybridizes, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just wondering why. They planted them out there. That's not a widely planted tree. Why, and why did it survive the the, uh, the freeze, the two, uh, February freeze two years ago? Because that, that would be a challenge for it. Good. He found one? He did. Yeah. All right. He came after uh, Arctic frost. Yeah. Catalpa, yeah. That, uh, I think they may have the, you see there's two lines of citrus out here. And uh, I bet they put them all in that the closest row to us here, right there. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin one thing I I noticed walking up. Uh, first of all, the Kiowa uh, uh, blackberries uh, have got buds and bl will have blooms on them yeah. by next weekend. Yeah, mine are booming at home. Yeah. And full of leaves, and I can't say the same for our thornless. So, and, and that's what we that's what we would expect because that's what we say is an issue. Yeah, they get a they. The first like year you plant them, they do uh, well. At least mine did fine, but every year they get a little, uh, a little further behind, further behind until they get caught up in. Uh, yeah. They're Too gone. Late. Yeah, <laughs> they almost look like uh, they d hadn't had enough chill. You know, uh, that's where a low chill plant lives. Uh, I think at very least they're temp more temperamental than the Kiowa for sure, and yeah. the and the Brazos. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing I noticed coming up, walking up here from the back. Uh, 
there was one one group of tr uh, peach trees that were leaf completely leafed out, and uh, they had they had bloomed and they were completely leafed out. Whereas the others, uh, other varieties in there, even even Florida King and Florida, let's see, Junior King, or yeah, no, Florida Junior. They Florida Prince. Yeah, Prince. Prince. There you <laughs> go. That's a junior, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Florida Prince. They theirs have bloomed. They're blooming and have bloomed, but no leaves yeah. yet. And oh. you, which, which uh, there's only one out there down there that's uh, fully leafed out. Florida King. No. What is it? It's way way ahead of Florida King, and it's red skin. Oh, my oh. favorite and law we know, we don't recommend we redskin is a good one for the hill country because of the they usually have more chilling hours but this thing is uh is full of leaves and looks healthy it's yeah, my it favorite because it it's free free stone yeah and it's a big peach if you thin it and uh, it's a really great peach. The problem with it's later in the season, and maybe the very latest. You have to take care of it all that time. Yeah, you got to take care of it. But yeah. if you don't mind, you don't want to prune it or, or plant it or whatever. Uh, that's well, well, it'd be interesting to see what that thing will do, San Antonio. Yeah, my Florida King has got uh, little pe little peaches on it and leaves. The for the first time in the several years, the June Gold, um, Rio Grande, I can't remember what the, which the other one had, had a medium chill. They're all blooming. Oh, good. Now, and my uh, plums are blooming. <laughs> the, the, me the methley's finished, and the uh, Morris started to bloom, which uh, surprises me a little bit. I didn't think we had enough uh, cold for the Morris. Yeah. And your favorite, uh, Red Baron, is just finishing up. Yeah, it's been good, huh? Yeah, whoa, it's beautiful. Right, let's not talk about that one. <laughs> should I tell? You, should I show Trace my trees? Get uh, his opinion. Oh yeah. All right. Well, don't don't <laughs> kiss him goodbye, Milton. Kiss that's him. A, <laughs> that's a, that's so a tough one. Trace. So don't. What? You want me to wait? No, no. I <laughs> did, I just didn't want to put him through uh, torture like you oh, did okay. us. All right, so this is one picture. It's it's blooming now. That's beautiful. Yeah, and then this is another picture. Oh, whoops! Look at the the, the strange blooms. Yeah, the strange blooms. Okay, that's the blooms. That's the interesting tubular. It's pretty to, big. to me, it looks like tubular plus flat blooms on the same tree. But I yeah. So, <laughs> Catalpa is the the most enthusiastic guest we've gotten. I'll take a better guess once you get some leaves. Okay, I'll bring some leaves in. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have leaves yet. Yeah, I think yeah. the leaves are big. That may be why they like it, because they're like big green leaves. But Okay. Well, then, I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll wait. Well, someday we'll know what this is. <laughs> there is a very good app called Picture This. Oh. Used to be free. I think they charge now. But, uh, oh, man. It was uh, it's beginning. It's only a nickel, Milton. No, it's more <laughs> no. than that. In the beginning, it was not very good, but the more and more people used it, and they got the they got the right answers. It learned, and uh, it's about 
90% successful. So it's for trees and it's stuff for or anything? any plants. Oh, good. Okay, I'll have to try that. Hmm. So we'll put it to the test versus our sharp, razor-sharp minds. You're going to need leaves. What's that? You I need leaves? Okay. You're going to need leaves. It's leafing out a little bit, but not very many. Yeah, they'll be small, too. You, you want them, but terribly. Oh, man. I'm never going to know. Well, I don't know if I have that What does time. it matter? Just curious. Drive by it every day. You know it's like, what is that? You know about the cat, don't you? What happened to the cat? Cure us to kill the cat. What? Yeah. When did we lose the cat? <laughs> <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> oh, oh I'm not sure that deserved one. Oh, okay. Now, what happened to poor curiosity? <laughs> Kill the cat. That's it? We don't... Okay. Yeah, so you, I, you beat that. I had a dog. Death. Yeah, I beat that to death. We had a dog <laughs> named Curiosity. You know uh, what happened? What? Oh. <laughs> not playing along at all. What's going on, Trace? I'm just, uh, my mind's wandering to, what, Schrosinger, what is it, something's box. You, what's that? Schrosinger or something like that's box. Oh. The, yeah. Where there's a cat in a box. Oh. Dennis will have to help us with that. Cat in the hat. Schrodinger. Yeah, I, I see weird like that. to that all the time, but I, I don't, I'm not, I will admit I'm not familiar with that. Please don't put a cat in a box. <laughs> no. No cats in boxes on this show. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, we, uh, we now know you have Arctic Frost. Yeah, uh, yeah there's still some left. Yeah. Now, if you're interested in citrus, yeah, uh, you gotta got to shop soon because there <laughs> won't be any more available till fall. So when, yeah. I, when I run out, I run out. Yeah, that's what I told the guy that came up to the – he said, have you got – are there any Arctic Frost left? I said, well, if there are, they're right out there. And he says, well, I can't find them. And I said, he said, are there going to be any more brought in? And I said, no. I think that's what you see is what citrus we're going to have until yes, that sir. runs out. Yep. But I bet you there's some of those Meyer lemon left out there. Uh, yeah, I, even got, I got another stash of them, too. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, you brought in quite a few of the. Well, I was counting what variety you had out there. It, the art, the uh, Meyer lemon was all along that fence when I was reading tag. But uh, that's that's been a good one. Uh, I th- I think we can say it uh, has definitely a little more uh, cold tolerance than other lemons, which include let's see, Ponderosa is a lemon in it. That great great big it's thing. It's huge, yeah. But uh, Meyer is a, it's a it's a large lemon, but it's not gigantic like the Ponderosa, and I think it has a, a bit of cold resistance. Oh yeah, a, a bit. Still don't <laughs> still don't plant it in the ground. It's be- it's better than the lime. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a little bit. I saw I saw a guy and his kid walking out with a citrus the other day yesterday, and it looked. From a distance, as close as he got was the back of the line. And it looked from a distance like it was a line. Because the tag had a lot of green citrus on it. Bunches of them. And so I bet that's a line. That'd be a good guess. Yeah. I, and I, <laughs> I want to run out there and say, now you know you got to protect that. So grow it in a container or whatever. But... Uh, at this time of the year, people 
it's never gonna freeze again, you know. It's so, so you want to be careful. Now to listen to our another uh, like uh, another report. Uh, what about tomatoes? What's that situation? Well, we'll find out with the ship. Uh, so the shipment is going to come in this week again. Yep, and uh, I doubt I get everything I ordered, but if I do, I'll have about seventy or eighty flats of tomatoes, and if I no. get some percentage, then I get some percentage. Any gallons? So no. No. What what day do those come in? I, Tuesday or Wednesday or that's a normal, but that doesn't mean that it will. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to think of Sometimes, when people should call in and ask. Well, Wednesday is probably the best. Okay. Answer late in the day, but that uh, we're at their mercy. So sometimes no, it's Thursday, sometimes it's Friday, but we had, historically Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. We had Willis that sent us pictures of his daughter's Ruby Crush in Alaska. <laughs> oh, no. He, he's winning here in San Antonio. So I think you said yesterday, maybe. That wasn't on there. Oh, I'm sorry. Willis, you got to come here sooner, Willis. I'm that sorry. is weird that. The, they're not growing it's beautiful because that that seed is not super expensive like uh, uh, the dwarf cherry surprise yeah. or the nine sixty eight. That so, seed all, always amazes me that the seed from your refrigerator gets uh, more expensive the longer it sits in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's this that. is his investment. This his retirement is in the fridge. <laughs> that uh, that guy's. The guy that asked about the Arctic Cross that loaded his wagon up with citrus. Yeah, he's even like much like him. Uh, I have a question. If you, what is the this is for Calvin? What is the most sought after and most beautiful, productive, blooming uh, weak perennial that we can grow in the shade? Weak? What did you say? Weak perennial? Uh, you said weak? weak? Yeah, weak perennial. It 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 dies. It uh, the mother plant uh, will die out, uh, but it drops a lot of seedlings or seed that'll come up. Uh, I have one answer. <laughs> Go ahead with it. Well, no, I want to hear what you say first. <laughs> well, that the 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 weak throw kind of throws me. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be in the shade of a deciduous tree. Well, okay, well, that might not work for mine. <laughs> uh, Salvia coccinia. Co- uh, yeah, well, columbine. That's, that's what, yeah, columbine. Columbine. That's what I was going to get. Mine, uh, mine's uh, more prolific, blooms <laughs> longer, drops more seed. Well, I, I think I'm right, Milton. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going with you on this one. But if, if you got the <laughs> ideal situation, that columbine, hard I had it over the, the, the lady that was talking to me yeah, about Yeah, she you. talked about your columbine. Uh, it, it was amazing because it, you know, the columbine bed just kept growing, yeah. and then then the hot weather would come and it'd be back to nothing <laughs> again, and then the next year would be. Well, bad. the reason I bring that up is because uh, Trace found some columbine. I did mm-hmm. Texas gold. I did no, find I some other varieties yeah, too. Right there. No, I didn't. I didn't come. I didn't ask him which nurse. Because as I'm looking over there at uh, what they're calling uh, Texas Gold Columbine, the foliage looks right. I think the foliage is right. But if I had to bet how the, how they grew these, they had some seed. I don't know where from. But they planted them, uh, planted them maybe last spring. 
in the ground in the ground and they didn't come up until this last fall and then they uh they they grew they grew them all so all uh are you taking long. notes in this i can't keep track <laughs> yeah i know it's i'm uh, trying to follow <laughs> <laughs> and that's what results uh from uh growing them trying to grow them from seed yourself and if you look at all those plants over there they're 8.99 almost nine dollars a piece in gallons but there's not a bloom on them now the ones that we used to sell texas gold columbine had blooms that was because they're germinated they were germinated in Colorado in the spring cold nights and grew a, pl- a, a small pl- a uh, small plant and shipped it back to uh, color spot nursery and they repotted it in February at which time it bloomed in late February and March full of bloom uh, that what what we have found uh, A&M and uh, the just superstar people did a lot of work on uh, uh, Aquilegia, uh, the Texas Gold Columbine, and uh, he fi- they found out that uh, the Columbine seed will only germinate between when the temperatures are under 25 to 27 centigrade during the day and 20 degrees centigrade at night it has to have those particular uh, temperature regime before the seed will germinate yeah but we get our temperatures in fahrenheit how can it ever bloom i don't know and (laughs) with this daylight change is that celsius is that what yeah yeah okay but uh 25 would be uh five uh Okay, I got to figure this out. Okay. Anyway, since <laughs> since we cannot achieve this, what's that? I was thinking it was just thirty-two degrees different. Um, <laughs> no? Nine fifths. Five. Nine fifths. Yeah, you okay. multiply it by nine fifths, and so. <laughs> oh geez. I'm gonna let Google do the work here. Hold on. <laughs> since this cannot be achieved in Texas until October or November, even if you sow the seed in the spring or whatever. It will not until that temperature is is no, it's right. seventy-seven degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, they, which occurs in in our area in October or November. So we sent the seed to uh, Colorado, which they have that temperature very early in the season, and will ger- the plants will germinate. You can't you can't germinate in a refrigerator. I assume, uh, I assume you've tried that. Yeah, we've tried that. <laughs> there, 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 there's a complete research paper on this, on plant answers, under research. So, sounds like we need to buy a mountain seed in Colorado. And yeah. We can germinate Columbine year-round. Anyway, we had, uh, we had, we would give the seed, uh, a lot of seed that Calvin uh, produced, to Lone Star, grow, or Lone Star Growers, or which was Color Spot. Uh, and now Lone Star Growers again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, she would send the seed uh, in June or July to, to Colorado. 
and uh, they'd bloom. They'd be blooming. Uh, now, okay, we got to take a break here. Okay. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk about what you can do with these gallon uh, columbine that we have over here. Okay. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, he'll be there if you need him. That's Warren Remy in Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, if he, I texted him yesterday, asked him if termites were swarming. He said, termites and ants are swarming. Temperature and moisture conditions are what they like. And a little more rain, and they will really explode. All right. You do not want exploding termites. <laughs> I, I don't speak from experience. But did you not no, notice he said and ants? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you. So you, you got. Yeah, yeah. That's why you need an expert involved. Yeah. In you don't want to. You don't want to treat for ants and have termites or vice versa. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. The or the treatment treat is different. Right the treatments are different. Uh, <laughs> plus yeah. the plus the stress is different. Oh, too. okay. So I, I hate those ants, but yeah, the fright the termites are frightening. When you got termites, <laughs> I was I was think of a uh, Forrest Applin. You know, he he had the classic example of uh, our our uh, example of uh, termites in your house is yeah. when the picture falls off yeah. the wall. Yeah, and well, Forrest, Forrest had one of those. Pictures fell fell off the wall, and he ended up redo, uh, redoing half the house. Mm. Knocked the wall out to get the termites. Out. Jeez. Well, listen, don't don't let it happen to you. Have him come out and do an inspection. Yeah. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. I've uh, been doing this since 1976. They're experts in the field. In fact, they're experts in San Antonio, and many of the other companies go to Warren and the gang over there for their expertise. 210 656 3721, 210-656-3721, or go spidermanpest.com, go All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else we got going on? So what we're going to do with those columbine, if you want some of the best plants around, and and you, there's a respeeder. Right yeah. Now. And uh, if you've got a deciduous tree that you want the earliest, most spectacular blooming. Hey, hey, you planted an orchard? <laughs> <laughs> he said, did you find an orchard? No, he's planting it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go oh, Arctic and Orange Frost. Great. <laughs> Good deal. All right. Sorry, go ahead. So anyway. He's very happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, y if you got a location, like I said, uh, there, it, uh, you need a deciduous tree. So you need it. To, the columbine needs uh, uh, shade in the summer, and it needs uh, sun in the winter, winter, because that's when it grows. But uh, people say, well, this this particular columbine is out of the Big Bend National Park. 
where the, they don't don't have that look that situation out there. But if you go look at where the columbines are growing, they've got about uh, five different selections of yeah f- varieties out there. Uh, you'll see they're growing in a shaded creek on top of uh, some rocks in a shaded creek. Yeah. And uh, so they're they're in the in the cool shade most of the summer, and then of course uh, the trees are deciduous and they see get the sun in the in the uh, uh, winter, which are, they can grow their. What foliage. trees are they under? Do you do you remember? Uh, there are trees that grow along the uh, river bar type. River types out there. It's a, a native tree, not a pecan or a not, it wasn't anything. Not there. a hackberry or no, no. But anyway, uh, so if you want to try these, like I said, they're eight ninety nine for a gallon. Uh, get your place under the tree, under a deciduous tree, meaning that it loses its leaves every summer. Uh, red oak, red oak, be a great one. Every winter. Loses its leaves every winter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the uh, then uh, amend, amend the soil with uh, organic material. It doesn't have to be acid because uh, uh, I don't think a Big Ben has acid soil. They probably have alkaline soil just like we do. But uh, they have... Uh, where the columbines are naturally growing out there, they have a lot of organic material that they're growing on top of. And they, they get plenty of water. And uh, if you get, get to one of these plants, some of these, one of these plants, the fo- they look like hell. The foliage looks spindly and large, unlike uh, a uh, well-grown uh, columbine would look. And go ahead and uh, put, t- put uh, dig a hole for them, and uh, put in uh, a cup of uh, Osmocote uh, slow-release fertilizer. Um, Manuel Flores used to say the columbines eat nitrogen. I mean, the more you fertilize them. The, the bigger the plant will get, and obviously the more flowers it'll produce and more seed. But uh, you can plant those out now and, uh, and give them a try here. The, uh, it's, the most spect- it's one of Neil Sparrow's. He, every time he talks about uh, plants for the shade, uh, Hinkley Columbine is, is uh, Texas Gold Columbine. Is right at the head of the list. Okay. But very seldom do we have plant material uh, because yeah. uh, we lost lost all the uh, lost all the uh, uh, seed. Seed. See, uh, Calvin used to collect the seed for us every year. Then he just said, "To heck with it, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> I was trying well, to I remember why. What what changed? What did we, what? Why, why did we, we quit? <laughs> Well, what changed was uh, we ran into uh, vernalization issues. 
uh, when they had lack, lack of coal, that's coal treatment, uh, lack of vernalization in Colorado several years in succession. Okay. And that took virtually took the plant off the market. A color spot, a Lone Star Nursery, threw away thousands of non-blooming columbine plants for several years. So uh, coal is a factor. In other words, you have to manage the coal for the seed to germinate and also for the uh, plants to grow. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. If we want, haven't heard from Johnson City Joe in a while. I wonder uh, how he's doing. Uh, I've heard he's in pretty bad shape. You have not heard that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where it started. He was, I thought Jerry was going to say that's where he started. He uh. was in pretty bad shape, and he still did. No, okay. <laughs> I was, I was looking at these uh, grackles coming swooping oh. in there. Yeah. For the, cat, the, the cat food. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad the citrus hadn't got any fruit on it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or they'd be pecking them. Yeah. That comes later. Because they would have, I guess, the citrus would have water in it. The juice, yeah, besides yeah. just the we don't uh, we don't know why they're getting yeah. Didn't we ask? What did well, somebody said uh, they pr- uh, pre. It's got it's got a, a sa- kind of a uh, oh, there's an oil they like oil. for the yeah. they can yeah. preen their feathers. I think I got you. Who do who do we talk to about? That? We inter- interviewed a grackle expert. That's right. That's right. That's right. He was sitting on a phone line at that at that time. And <laughs> well, my uh, all right, we got a question from Lewis at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Excuse me. Hi, Lewis. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good morning, guy, or good afternoon, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, I heard y'all talking a couple weeks ago about apples, Molly's Delicious, and others. Well, I'm growing right. pineapples. But I've oh, never yeah. tried rooting the pups before. You know, the little suckers that grow on the side? Yeah. Any so um, cute, any, little puppies. Any, yeah. any advice on uh, rooting those things? The little pups? Uh, 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 yeah, just uh, take them off uh, when they get uh, a good size, what, four to six inches? Do they get that big? Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, carefully remove them from the mother plant. Yes, sir. And and let them let them dry or heal before you plant them again. In other words, what we call it superize. Uh, but really? The, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once you once you cut it off, immediately uh, dip it in a rooting hormone such as rutum rutum. Some IBA, okay. Right, right. Oh, there's a hummingbird over on the citrus, Calvin. Little bitty thing. But anyway, uh, immediately dip it in that that rooting hormone, and um, uh, then you uh, let it put it on the counter somewhere, and let it uh, dry or heal for about uh, two or three days. And then put it in your potting mix. Okay. Just and don't, you don't even have to yeah. don't dig it in or anything. Just right, set, right, set it right in there. Yeah. Set it right in there. And it sh- it should root. Uh, okay. 
Have you, have, how long have you been growing those? <laughs> well, I've got white jade, which is a tissue culture plant I got out of Florida a couple of years ago. Okay. And, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm towards the coast, so I, I, and I don't have a greenhouse. I put them against the south side of the house, and they've been nipped by frost for a couple of years. So the mother plants are a couple of years old, and I noticed that I've got quite a few. I was letting them grow out of the little pups around the side. Of the jade, of the white jade, of the white jade, yeah, yeah, that that should work for white jade too. Wait a minute so now, are, was, the, are the pups attached to the plant, mother plant? They're coming, they're coming from the bottom towards the base. That's and, good. Okay, that's right. And they're that's and pups. they're probably good for four, four or five inches, you know, from the okay. tip of the shoots to the base. That, that'll work. I, why do you have to suturize them? Uh, because you know when you when you cut them, when you uh, or break the plant, it has it exudes uh-huh. a white substance, a white sap. I guess it's sap. Yes, sir. Uh, so the, you want that to heal over, what we call uh, superize. Right, right, like you do when you cut potatoes. But there I didn't you know go. you had to do that with the pineapple. Okay. Yeah. Anything, anything that uh, produces that white. Uh, sap, I guess it is. Now we okay. get a. I was trying to think of was this like at least fifteen years ago? We did a mm. the master gardeners. We did a bunch of pine. Everybody was doing pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them uh, didn't necessarily f- uh, follow the superization thing, but <laughs> uh, um, th- you know they they were met with uh, at least reasonable success no matter what they did and uh and it was it was kind of amazing all the pineapple <laughs> that got produced yeah they're fun to fool with but uh okay. anyway sound well, like, sound like you, you'll have good luck with those okay well that's good to know i was going to share with you i was listening to the older programs and y'all were talking about um the uh, laura bush petunia yes mm-hmm. When Greg Grant released that thing, Greg released that, right? Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> well, he, Greg, and I did. Released. Greg, Greg made the original cross. Okay. And, uh, I, I, my, me and my uh, volunteers uh, increased the seed of the pink. Okay. And we'll we'll have pink plants available here in about a month or so. Yeah. Oh, Laura Bush. Well, I planned I planned it back when she was he was still governor, right after y'all released it. There you go. And I've never bought another plant since then. How long has that been? <laughs> I have still got those things coming up like weeds all over. It's beautiful. Oh, but I got what colors? All over the yard every year. I, what I dig colors are they? Uh, they're still the original pink, and they still had the fragrance with them. Good. Huh. Uh... Yeah, I've got... Huge clumps of them coming up everywhere. I mean, they, and it's been, what has that been, 20, 25 years since he's been governor? Wow. Since y'all released yeah. it? it sounds like the petunia lasted longer than he did, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But, yeah, that's <laughs> been a wonderful plant, but it's it throws so much seed off. Yeah, right. Now, uh, getting back to what Calvin asked, the original Laura Bush petunia was, was kind of, kind of uh, blue. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. That. All, I thought it was all the years of pink. Yeah, they're not. They're 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 that dark 
darkish pink. I wouldn't call them a bluish. Violet. Uh, the violet. Violet. Yeah. 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 That, but it's the Laura. I've never planted any other petunias. That's why I know that. And, and you can tell them. I mean, because they got that small flower, but they come up in the flower pots. They come up all over the yard. I got them growing next to the garage. In the concrete. Yeah. In the, yeah, they, uh, what what have you seen any other colors come up in there? No. Like purple? No, sir. No. Well, come on. I'm a guy. I only know five colors: black, white, <laughs> red, yellow. What are the five colors you know? Black, white, red, yellow, and green. Sometimes oh, okay. blue. No. <laughs> Six colors. Okay. Can't that count. Is, I'm an Aggie. Only got five fingers on one hand. A lot of well, because the mother was a kind of a mauve uh, variety of pink color. And uh, okay. some, sometimes you'll get a stray uh, that comes up uh, pink, and that's where we save the seed of the pink lower bush that'll be for sale here in about uh, six weeks, I guess. It's already germinated. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, then uh, we also got a purple out of there. But the purple, okay. uh, for some reason, won't <laughs> won't produce as much seed oh. as the original laurel bush and the pink. Yeah, uh, mine is my. I call it pink. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what you'd call it. Pink. A different color. It's not pink. You need another. Add to another color. Now, is you? purple the dark purple, or is purple the fuchsia pinkish purple? It's dark purple. You guys are confusing okay. me with these. Okay. Because the, the, the ones we had here were kind of a purplish pink. Yeah, purplish pink, and there, there may be different shades of pink coming up in there, but it's purplish violet? pink. Okay. <laughs> is that violet? Maybe there's a dark purple too. Because I, I had that for a while. Violet. Yeah, oh, I think that, what? I think oh, there's my goodness. three that's, three variations in my yards. Yeah, that's that's the one. The purple is the one that didn't produce a lot of seed. Uh, the pink produces more seed than the than the bluish one does. Anyway, hey, we got they're, they're all good. We got to run to a break, Lewis. Congratulations, mine right, are looking great good. right now too. I wish I had as much luck, but they sure want to grow, don't they? They sure want to survive, and they sure are pretty when they do. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So who was that? Uh, Lady Annabelle. Okay. She's still alive. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it's Hillary Scott's I'm birthday. I'm warning you to keep up. Born in 86. Oh, Lord. I okay. Was. Born in 86? Uh, yeah. I've got socks She's, uh, she's younger than we are. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Got about uh, five minutes before we have to go to the news. Oh, okay. It's going to be a hard break? No, just got to. Uh, uh-huh. I'm just saying. You're messing with me, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, let's look at This Week in the Garden by Calvin Finch in yesterday's paper. And he's got some uh, pretty, pretty uh, pictures in there with. Uh, Captions on there said red buds are tolerant of cold weather. 
so they likely survive freezes and are in bloom. Uh, the one, they're interesting, then, the ones we have here at the nursery for sale are full bloom. And uh, the Texas mountain lawyer, people said, let's see, he, he writes, Texas mountain lawyers, which smell great, are evergreen, and the deer don't eat them, but they rub on them, you put in your collar. And then he got a picture of blue bonnets and said, <laughs> the blue bonnet show this year is less than spectacular. That's an understatement. But uh, I, I see them along 1604, and they, they're just doing like I was saying they were going to do, that they send up a, a small plant with a spike on top that produces a very few seed. But it does produce seed for the next generation. Now, the seed that will come up next year are have been there for 15, 20 years. And uh, so pe people always get upset when they sow blue bonnet seed and they don't come up the next year. Uh, however, scarified seed has helped a little bit on that. Uh, and then Kevin writes, Cemetery Iris has been in bloom for weeks now. In full sun, it makes a good cover, uh, ground cover. And uh, I don't think the deer eat that either, will they? No, they're not. Um, it, it, when the uh, dry weather... Um, yeah, it makes them eat stuff that yeah, they normally wouldn't eat. Taste yeah. or half eat it and pull it out. and um, <laughs> But but general, generally, that's why it makes a good ground cover, and then the booms are attractive, too. Yeah. Uh, it's one of, one, one of my favorite plants. Yeah, I, I, uh, and it's hard to find. I mean, you don't sell them at the nursery, I don't think. Not, well, not really. A lot of times you find them uh, uh, in a in a typical year. You'd fi you'd find them at like the garden club. Yeah. At the when that, they, yeah. the gardeners bring in some extras. They'll yeah. Either share them with their uh, fellow garden members, or they'll sell them. And uh, in and the they, old neighborhoods, you can go in the old neighborhoods in San Antonio uh, when they're blooming. And kind of right down where you saw them blooming, and then come back and dig them uh, when the people are not home. When they're in 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 the fall, they need to be separated anyway. Though. Divided. The views of the host, the <laughs> views of Dr. Jerry Parsons, are purely his own. Well, we're doing him a favor. Nah. You could explain that in court. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I this year they're in Texas, so sneaking onto somebody's <laughs> property and, and digging maybe not be a good idea. This, this year they're a little they're later than they normally are. Yeah. All right, back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Be a part of the show on the we're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number. It's the perfect time to call and, uh, um, and tell us what's going on in your gardening world and... Uh, uh, and we want to know, too, if you listen to the show on air or online. So Al may ask you that. 
because I'm curious, uh, like the guy who called from the coast, it's like, okay, is he listening to us on the air or is he just listening to it every week online? So, so we need an online caller. So wherever you're calling from, as far as your way as you can think, doesn't matter. Uh, call us at 210-308-8867 or uh, 866-308-8867. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, I had a, a friend from, where was he? Oh, Omaha, and he had questions and stuff, but I think we already answered that. I don't know if he ever got to listen to the show or not, but I thought about that the other day. I woke up going, did we ever answer his questions? It's weird what wakes me up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you are weird. I know. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. And uh, you can even do some bragging if you want. How are your Martins doing? Uh, lots of uh, action. Oh, they're, good. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, doing battle with the Sparrows. The Sparrows uh, seems to seem to be winning the the battles so far. There's, but uh, except for the one one old big square house that the the Martins seem to be dominating. But, okay. But I've uh, I've been fooled by that in past years too. The Martins are. Uh, kind of cru- cruising around, or Taking testing the sparrows, and okay. and then they'll, uh, I, th- I think, will make their move. And you could, um, I know t- some uh, some uh, gardeners are are trying to aid the sparrows by lowering the houses and removing the, I'm um, not um, removing the sparrow nests mm. so that the martins have an equal chance to to start. Uh, and then I, I suspect some are with their BB guns and all are, oh, well. are involved. Slingshots. Wow. Slingshot. You be a pretty good shot, don't you, with yeah, a slingshot? Yeah, you, yeah. I don't think there's too many that are oh. slingshotting anymore. All right, two one zero three. I was just curious. So it's not too late to put up a house. No, I mean you put it up as soon as you can. It'd be better if you put put it up earlier, but. Uh, uh, yeah, there's they're still they're still uh, looking for housing and. Uh, but the good crashing. news. Oh, uh, we tried. The sparrows. Uh, the good news is. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. If you put it up now, you don't get any martyrs. I'll guarantee you get sparrows. Uh, okay. Speaking of getting stuff, if you've been looking for roses, uh, <laughs> Calvin helped, helped somebody. They were looking for knockouts. It's interesting. They called it a knockout tree. Well, I took it for granted they're looking for the bigger. Yeah, I think that's it, too. But there's not a knockout tree, is there? There's just the knockout bushes and the. No. I mean, they get they get bushy and stuff. And there is the. Uh, we have the dwarf knockouts. Yeah, I warned them that, that we had um, our. our we were dominated by the dwarfs right now. Yeah. So, well, a lot of uh, if if you train them to be a tr- to be upright, you don't put a stake with in there with them. Oh, okay. And you could train kind them. Kind of make be a tree. And are busy with your pruning. It's yeah, kind of, you yeah. Gotta you got to stick. Talking about, talk about making knockouts. a knockout tree. But you've got a lot of pretty roses over there. I do. You got anything? Um, that particularly like Belinda's Dream or Grandma's Yellow that we always get excited about because they're hard to get yet? Are so they? these are all the hybrid roses. Yeah. 
Somebody, yeah. somebody stopped me coming when I was coming in, and was were looking for a particular <laughs> name of a rose. They said it was yellow, uh-uh. and he gave it called it Aztec yellow or something oh, okay. ridiculous thing. But I said uh, all the roses over there are the roses. <laughs> and uh, I said Grandma's yellow is yellow, obviously. But uh, hard to get, and I don't think we have any. Greg is on the line at 210-308-8867. How's it going? I got a cough. Hey, Greg, what's going on? You listen to us online or on air? Uh, Online. I actually live east of Dallas. Oh, my goodness. Great. Okay. What's happening east of Dallas? (laughs) Well, it's a good day. It's sunny, uh, finally, and warm. Um, but my question is, so we're, we're kind of redoing the landscape in our backyard. And so I've planted some, um, regular yopines and a, a couple of Japanese maples, the blood good variety, um, all about 10 to 15 gallon pot sizes from the nursery. Wow. And, um, and I've planted them within the last, you know, 30 days or so. So my question is, you know, I want to shape those. I want, um, both the yopines and the, the, maples um more tree form and so my question is how how soon can i start to prune off those bottom branches at the, at the base so i start to shape it of a yopon now remember this is east yeah. of dallas yeah uh yeah. it'd be the same for here okay uh you got a standard yopon i hope correct yeah it's uh was it called the Prada houston i think was the yeah, right. that's a good one. Uh, I don't think it'll freeze. I'm pretty sure it won't freeze up there, too. Uh, but uh, I would let uh, you, you'll have a. Hello? Yeah, yeah we're still can, here. Can you hear us? Hello? 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 We hear you. Hello? Stop it, you guys. Hello? Greg, we hear you. Hello, gentlemen. You're there? Yeah, 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 we're here. Hear us? Are you okay. hearing us? Okay, good. Yeah, Can you hear I'm, us now? Sorry, my my wife just left in the car, and I think oh, oh no, connected, it's like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, wait till you. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, answer his question. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, I thought of a joke, but I couldn't don't even go there. <laughs> the uh, you would uh, uh, wait till you get a you know a strong center uh, one that a uh, main branch main in there section in there yeah and so you take off all the side branches central lead I see yeah but uh, you'd started when it was very young. Uh, probably, probably now. Once it gets established. Okay, but, uh, so even. Yeah, kind of. Uh, you want to make a tree out of it? Is that, yeah. Did I understand you right? Yeah, yeah. The yopons in particular, they all have you know three to four main trunks at the bottom. Right. But there's a lot of the, the little stickers, you know, coming off a few inches from the ground. Right. And I want to take those off. I just wasn't sure like how long I needed to wait after they've been planted. Which has been thirty days or so now. Yeah, uh, you've been watering them, of course. Yep. 
Yep, watering, and we've actually had you know reasonably good rain the last uh, month or so up here. Well, we have too. <laughs> Two tenths, three tenths. Yeah, we're not very happy oh, with our amounts right. of rain. It almost equals an inch. It's, what? Uh, it's a third of an inch, I think. For the Jeff. last for the last two weeks, just two below months. a third of an inch. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, what about his Japanese maple? Did you? Yeah. Did you address that yet? Well, he, he on his yopon too. I think he should probably mark a calendar like t- two times when t- in a typical year where he'll he'll get go back in and mess with the central lead. Yeah. And uh, w- let's see, what are the best times, Jerry, for that? David? Uh, uh, Up there would be uh, April, <laughs> May. Yeah, and then uh, and then you could do a a, f- a fall follow up too. But uh, yeah, c- keep at it. But you could drive yourself crazy if you tried to do it every every oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. So have two, maybe have two identified times. One of them in the sp- in the spring about now. For yeah. hitting it, and then your now your maple. Yeah, tell me about uh, your maple. Uh, what did you have? You planted it in the shade or semi-shaded area? Yeah, it's in an area that um, once we get foliage, we, we live in a very heavily shaded lot. Um, it's okay, probably good. thirty-eight trees, and it, and this one's going to be underneath both an oak and a pecan. So. Once they're bloomed, it's it's full shade for that sucker. Yeah. I uh yeah uh we 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 haven't had good luck with uh, maples down here, uh, mainly because the sun burns them up in the, <laughs> in the summer and uh, the heat. They don't like the heat down here. But yeah. uh, I I saw some just a while ago uh, that uh, they're very expensive. But they're very beautiful uh, when you get them get them going. Uh, yeah. Have you have you uh, do you follow Neil Sperry up there? I do. I listen to him uh, before church, before we get to church. Um, okay. Yeah. He he's harder to get into uh, on Sunday mornings. Okay. Well, any, anyway, he has you know he has a newsletter. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. I'll, and I'll this get la- that. Yeah, this last newsletter, he uh, talked about uh, maples, red maples. <laughs> so, I saw that, yeah. Oh, so you take that? <laughs> I do. I get that. Okay, good deal. Well, yeah. he he's had experience with it, but and he was very high on using red maple. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I've... I've worried about uh, recommending that because uh, we've had so many, so much problems with, especially leaf yeah. bar, leaf skull. Indeed. Yeah. Right. And you still have alkaline soil. Yeah. You're, I guess you're right close to the border on the alkaline acid soil. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're we're in the thick of that Blackland Prairie. I mean, we our soil is, I'll call it good. I mean, it's um, probably a little heavier clay content. Uh, but anything we throw in the ground, it, it grows pretty well in our yard. So we're lucky. I would cool. be, yeah, I'd be real conservative on that, that tree. Um, you don't want to, um, if it's prone to produce some healthy leaves, let it produce those, and then, and then kind of make your decisions, individual decisions on the branches, 
that are produced uh, and uh, the, in the winter you know in the winter time you can kind of pick and shoot pick it to remove a few of the branches that aren't complying with your that central um, the, the, that growth rate you want in that uh, direction and the shape. And, so, and am I correct in thinking that that these trees they they grow from the top, right? So let's say on this maple right now, I've got a few branches that are eight inches off the ground. Like next year, they're not going to be twelve inches off the ground, right? They're they're still going to be eight inches from the ground. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, let let them let this first year let everything uh, produce leaves, and uh, just verify that your the tree is putting out new some new growth before you start cutting anything off. But then they, of course, when you decide that there's plenty of new growth, the roots must be working. Then you can start taking some of those uh, lower branches out if you if they. The shape is not uh, where you want it. Okay. All righty. Good. Good luck. Good. Hey, Thanks and, for and listening. Real quick. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick, I should be down in that area in three or four weeks. Um, will y'all have any of the real grandy gold pepper plants by then, or is that is that still being grown? No, oh, I don't know. Um, we'll ask Jerry. He's like he's got a little bit of he's kind of helping somebody else off the air. So we'll. Uh, We'll ask him in a second what the status is. But okay. uh, yeah, I, don't know I thought he talked about that we were going to have some. Oh, are we? I know, oh, I know. no, maybe it wasn't oh, the here. Rio Grande. We have a question about the Rio Grande gold, whether he's going to come all the way from east of Dallas just to get them. Are you going to have any in a couple weeks? Six, six, six four weeks. weeks. How four. many weeks? Probably four. Uh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be early May, probably uh, May 6th or so. Uh, okay. Why, why don't you... Uh, Drop me an email to uh, Jerry Parsons at plantanswers.com. Okay. And all you have to say is, when will the real Grandy Gold peppers be available? And he's got okay. a name. His, his name is Greg. You should remember that name. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You take yeah. care. Keep us informed, Greg, and all, all that goes. Yep. Thanks. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've also got a listener who listens online from Florida uh, by the name of Charles. Says he's very familiar with us. You know any Charles that would be familiar with us? Well, there used to be one. I don't know. <laughs> at, at his age, I don't know if he's still going strong or not. Oh, he's still going to come down here and hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets back to San Antonio, that's the first thing. He's coming to your house. All right. Man. All I right. think he's too old to drive. <sighs> I guess he is pretty far he's away. Got from a, he's got a young, young, beautiful wife there though, you that go. takes care that's of him. That's true, too. I'm going to stop now. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. He's going to text me in a minute, and I'm sure, and go, hey. <laughs> Charles who? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you about a product we have here at Millburgers, and then we'll take a break. And that's the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. We talked about them yesterday, and we're happy to talk about them. They're here at Millburgers, and these are cool things. They're, uh, what they do is this is, by the way, the award-winning Tree Hugger Sprinkler, winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award. 
but it allows you to wrap the uh, sprinkler around. It's it's a, a hard cased plastic, but its jaws open up, kind of. The jaws. Yeah, oh, and then do, it's, do, it's do, on hinges. Do, do, do. Yeah. Let me just call them hinges so we don't have music. <laughs> and then you, you close it around the thing, uh, around the bark. It comes in a 7-inch, an 11-inch, and a 15-inch. And then you, you turn the water on, and then you just turn the nozzle just as much as you want it, whether it's for the root ball or the, uh, or the you know, the what do you call it, the uh, drip line. Drip line. Good for you, Ben. Thank you. I've been listening. You did yeah. good. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. So it's efficient. Uh, water is well. Use it on your watering day. Uh, and uh, like Jerry pointed out yesterday, it seemed to be efficient. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, It works at night, too. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> and, you, and the dealer. I'm waiting until Sasha starts circling your house. <laughs> well, they'll, never, they'll never catch me. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh. Also, you don't have to wrap it around the trunk. That's right. You just you can, yeah, you half, it. halfway wrap it. Yeah. So either way, uh, but you can get you could have gotten a little bigger. Uh, we gave oh. you the seven inch to try out. But I got you were the happy little one. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> check it out. The Tree Hugger Sprinklers at Tree Hugger at treehuggersprinklers.com. dot com. And yeah, you'll be kind of excited about it. Uh, it's yeah. really a cool product. Treehuggersprinklers dot com. All right, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Yep, give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your world at 210-308-8867. About the plants, you mean? Yes, just what's going on in your gardening world. Yeah. I could tell you what's going on in No, my no, world. no, let's just focus on plants. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell, yeah, you need to, thought you were going to tell Greg to have Neil call us. You need to call Neil. And say we were not happy about his article this week. Uh, <laughs> we had some problems we'd like to discuss with Neil. But well, that was nice of you not to. Yeah. Uh, I, I took a shot over the bow at Greg's uh, participation in writing up this article that told about the D- uh, April Fool. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Did you email him? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I sent him the... Uh, Oh, the article. The article. Yeah. What did he say? I heard from him. Oh man, he 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 doesn't really have a lot of time these days. Steve, he, he's driving back and forth to, from Tyler to home, his home, which is about an hour and a half, two hours from so his like home. Austin or Round uh, Rock? In Tyler, he lives Center. in Arcadia, which oh. is right outside of. Uh, uh, Nacogdoches, mm. which I can't spell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, getting back to this. He's uh, not, he didn't live near center? Huh? Yeah, that's near center. Yeah, okay. That's between center and, anyway, on at a, uh, the little town, which he is mayor, sheriff, uh, dog catcher, uh, dog what? killer, uh, in Arcadia, it's a little town. Oh, okay. Okay, focus now. <laughs> uh, anyway, this week in the garden. This week in the garden, yes. 
still a good time to plant shade trees in the landscape. That's good because a lot of people are buying shade trees. Uh, they reduce power by shielding your home from the intense summer sun. And then uh, Calvin gives the uh, uh, place to get shade tree, green shade tree rebate program from cpsenergy.com. That's a pretty easy name to remember, cpsenergy.com. And then in, in energy, let's see, E-N, my home, save now, dot html uh so anyway uh also now all you folks out there in wilson county don't be calling about the sandburrs or the increase in sandburrs you know i bet there's not gonna be an increase in sandburrs this year why because it's dry no okay but i kind of i think if it's if we get a couple of rains, they'll come gangbusters. Oh, we've had three or four rains. I mean, not, you know, not, not one of Milton's rains. Oh, man, now I'm getting credit for the rain. <laughs> or lack of rain. Lack of rain, <laughs> little bitty rains. I could get... Uh, I'm going with the Sinisa. If the Sinisa <laughs> don't bloom, it ain't going to rain as much. Not enough, huh? Not enough. We but that, that's one of the things about uh, Sandburr that makes it notorious is that <laughs> you could, uh, if you forget about it, it's going to come back to, yeah. to haunt you because it's, it's there. Well, so, so those burrs are everywhere and they adjust. I guess it's uh, just like the wildflowers <laughs> sitting yeah. out there waiting to get uh, yeah. enough water and warm to germinate. Now, you, after that being said... Uh, do you think it's still time to apply, uh, apply the pre-emergent herbicide since they probably haven't germinated yet for dry weather? I, w I would if it was, uh, you know, of course it depends on the, the situation you got. But I, if, I, if I had it like my yard where there's a lot of bare, you know, where it's dry mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. nothing, not a lot of stuff coming up, but where sand burrs do come up. Yeah. I, th I think in some situations like that, it would be worthwhile. Yeah. And but, you, but we're getting close. I mean, you're yeah. getting a gamble. Uh, use a pre-emergent herbicide such as crew. That's the combination, uh, new combination. Or dimension. I think dimension is a Old, cheaper form. Yeah. But still works. Can be used to prevent germination of sandburrs and gra crabgrass. Uh, so, and like I said, since uh, s the germination has been slowed down, so to speak, by the dry weather, you still got time to uh, use it. Well, and, and sandburr control is a is always more than one application of the pre-emergent yeah, any, yeah. anyway. So you're uh, you suspect that you're going to have impact on it. You may not get all. Well, we never expect all the sand oh, to no. get controlled. We, we hope that most of them get controlled. They don't all germinate at the same time either. They're sitting uh, there waiting <laughs> to come out and jump out at you. And <laughs> they, may, they may germinate for years, when you think. I don't know how long a sand burrow germinates, 
But uh, like the blue bonnets, people saw blue bonnets in places they hadn't seen in 25 years mm. after they got a, a real good rain. And a lot of people blame it on or credit it to the snow. Oh. When we had that oh, heavy yeah. snowfall. Yeah. There were blue bonnets everywhere because that water... Snow water goes straight into the ground and run off. Yeah, right. just uh, unless it's well, we usually don't have enough for to have it run off. Yeah, well, talk about Jerry's point three. Yeah, inches. Uh, <laughs> the, the snow was point three, which is one tenth of the uh, water. <laughs> the um, I saw some pretty pictures. Maybe other our listeners can confirm this at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Of fields of blue bonnets and poteet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they they were posting them online. And then Pam sent me this. Maybe you can help her. Uh, Pick these seeds off the side of, uh, in Colorado, I guess, off the side of a Colorado Jeep trail. Yeah, out of Telluride. Can you tell me anything about it? It's been growing here, I guess here. Yeah, she's in Canyon Lake for about eight years. Beautiful this time of year. Butterflies love it. Uh, Think it may be in the stock family. Are you able to see the picture? Sorry. Um, and I can text it to you, too. Jerry Rose may know what that is. Here, so do you know what that is? Isn't that, is that the she sent me an email, Milton at KLUP.com. So. Yeah, that's a what is that? pretty plant. Yeah. Uh, do we know what it is? Not really. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with... It's uh, pretty. Uh, I, don't, I would say salvia, but I... Don't, the leaf doesn't look right for a salad. Yeah, would it grow in Colorado? Uh, yeah. Okay. But that's interesting that it's doing so well. Yeah, eight years, and it's pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it blooms just in the, let's see, just in the, in the, in the uh, is it? <laughs> it's in a rocky place. Yeah. Beautiful this time of year, butterfly flower. Uh, I don't know. We'll keep looking. I assume, from what she said, uh, ask her, does it bloom all summer? Okay. Pam, if you're listening, you can call us, 210-308-8867. That's what? Number? (laughs) 210-308-8867. That's my kind of person right there. What? That picking flowers off their trail. Seeds. uh, Seeds. Off the trail. Oh, she picks seeds. Yeah, it says maybe she she's sending us some seed. Oh, I don't know. Maybe she would. There you go. I mean, ask. Yeah. Okay. She said she harvested seed to grow that plant. Yeah, but she harvested the seed in Colorado, and this is. Oh, okay. You're saying that she could harvest seed. New seed, Lake, yeah. This blue Lake, way, yeah. The way it's blooming right there. Okay, I'm telling. I have a lot of seed, probably. Send it back. Y'all keep talking. Tell her to send us all the seeds you can. We might put it on the market. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Calvin continues. (laughs) Aeration and top dressing of the lawn addresses soil compaction and makes the soil reservoir more effective in drainage, water retention, gas exchange, Keep going. It has gas exchange. Keep I going. I didn't know soil 
What? That flock you. Grass exchange. <laughs> Just I've been hearing something out in the yard. Uh-huh. It could be that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and nutrient transport. Do it yourself or hire a landscape contractor to complete the work. Yeah, if you if you got a <laughs> if you got an area where dogs have been running or even cats, I see they make a they compact the soil thing. You know that talking of cats, there's certain bridges that they won't let cats walk across because the rhythm of their feet will <laughs> wreck the wreck the bridge. What? <laughs> Never heard that, Milton? All right, Dennis. All right, Dennis. Tell cats, us about the cats, cats and the bridges. Cats walking on a bridge. Okay. Hey, <laughs> we got Pete on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Pete, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing? I'm so good, I'm jealous of myself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, wow, that is good. I What's have a question. On? I've had a... a in the past, like uh, chili patines just pop up random in the yard. Yeah. So I'm assuming that a bird aided that uh, happening. Does, uh, do they have to pass through a bird before they'll? Uh, yeah. You can. Uh, well, they don't have to, but no. they they do a lot. But how do they? How do the growers get them to? You know, how do you get them started? Well, well, what they do, they feed a lot of the laborers, uh, <laughs> the chili patine. <laughs> and then uh, when, the, when the patine goes through the person. Yeah, you may not hear this on other gardening There shows, you by go. The way. Only here. Maybe a reason for that. <laughs> no. Uh, you can take the seed yourself, extir- extract the seed of chili patine. And... Uh, uh, and 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 grow it. In other words, uh, get it out of the seed. A lot of people are trying to grow chili patine and let them dry up. You know, turn red and dry up. You right. don't want it, you don't want it to dry up in the pot. You want to go ahead and get them when they're red and a little bit soft, maybe, and uh, and extract the seed. Now, how do so you? So the seeds inside the red. Fruit, yeah, I yeah, guess. the little cap, 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 uh, suit. The uh, and there's a complete write-up on uh, how to extract hot peppers, but without them burning you to death, uh, on plantanswers.com. Uh, look, look up. Uh, I guess you could do a search uh, right there as you open plantanswers.com. And search for Parsons, Poten, Chili, Penguin. And uh, I guess that would, I guess, I think that would uh, take you to that extraction technique. Basically, okay, what you, basically what you do is uh, <laughs> uh, pick the ripe fruit, maybe soft but not uh, dried, and put as many of them as you can in a in a plastic bag or a ziploc bag and take try to and put a little water in there with them and uh get all the air you can out of the plastic bag before you seal it and then uh, uh i put them on the patio and just walk on them 
uh, walk on them several times. Do that first time, you won't break them up. Uh, so wait, wait, 24 hours or two days, however long, and do it again. And this time they'll be squishy, squeezy. And then wait another two days or so, and uh, do it again. And by that time, you should have mashed up all the pulp around the seed and in the water. Now, the next step is very you have to do very carefully. That's okay. open the package, open the Ziploc bag, and gently pour off. You can put some more water in there if you want to because the seed will go to the bottom. But uh, gener generally, uh, gently pour off that seed, uh, that uh, fraz and, and mu mucus that's in there. I don't know if mucus is the right word. But anyway, uh, do that several times, and you'll notice that the seed that you have will be good, will go to the bottom. But okay. that's all described and, and pictures on plantanswers.com. If you can't find it, uh, drop me a line at uh, jerryparsons at plantanswers.com. I didn't write that, did I? Hmm? I didn't write that, did I? No. Oh, good. Okay, so it's there. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, uh, tell us what happens. A lot of times we'll have uh, chili patine peppers over here. I don't know if we've had them yet. They're kind of slow to grow. Haven't seen any. But uh, we may may have some later on. I just wanted to see if I could propagate them or not. Oh, yeah, big they're, time. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Just, re just remember to get somebody to eat them. And keep keep visual. <laughs> okay. All righty. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Here's a hint that Calvin never have used before. Plant zinnias for cut flowers, nectar sources, and decorative color in the summer in the sun garden, direct sun. For shaded area, consider wax leaf begonia. Mm -hmm. The related whopper begonia is also very showy and easy to grow. They've got a lot of wax leaf begonias here. I'll say. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, a lot of different color foliage, both the green and the red foliage. I guess that red or maroon foliage that really makes a uh, bloom shot, uh, stand out. Now the interesting thing about uh, wax leaf begonias, they've uh, they've also got uh, impatience uh, impatience on sale this week for ninety eight cents, regularly a dollar fifty nine. But they're 98 cents. And they also got petunias on sale for 98 cents. Uh, now, the difference between, uh, the, they had uh, impatience on, a, on sale, uh, oh, that's last week. No, impatience are on sale this week. Oh, impatience are on sale, good. They're 98 cents too. But uh, 
Anyway, the difference between impatience and uh, begonia is that uh, if you've got a bed, a, a planting bed, that gets half-day sun and uh, half-day shade, you better plant begonias. Because... But hang on a sec. We're on the air. Did you want to ask your question on the air? You're okay. I'm sorry. I thought you worked it with the plant. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, well, I just didn't want her to be disappointed. You did good, Vincent. Well, I scared her away, but I didn't want her to. I don't think she saw the microphones and the headsets. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, because if you've got a bed that gets half-day sun or uh, and especially afternoon sun, you better not put those impatience in there. Okay. Because they'll burn up, and you have to water. You think you have to water them two or three times a day anyway, but you may have to they stand out there with the hose. Well, and then the, the problem is too that it, if it gets real hot. They they just rot. It doesn't matter if you wa- water. <laughs> well, that's true. A lot of people yeah. wa- rot them off too. That's right. By watering them too much. Yeah, it's the watering has to be generous, but it can't keep it the soggy situation. That's true. And so uh, your begonias are a lot more uh, adapted, I should say, mm. adaptable. That grackle sure likes you. <laughs> oh, the cat oh, food's yeah, behind me. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was the cat food. Right? <laughs> it's just Jerry. But All anyway, right. and uh, these wha- everybody's excited about the Whopper begonia. I don't know if it's a name or it's a growth oh, potential. It's great. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're uh, easy to grow and uh, very showy. Yeah, first time I saw that was up at uh, Brent Pemberton's trials up in uh up around that da- uh up around yeah you can do it <laughs> come you on want, i can get it you want to take a break <laughs> no <laughs> okay anyway up east up in east texas uh tyler that's what i was trying to think right tyler it's right outside of tyler in an overton you know a, oh, a, yeah. a station is called overton but uh, he had them planted out there in his trials, which are magnificent and very expansive uh, trials every year. He's retired now. He hasn't died yet. Man. No. He's uh, the only one in your story. But, but soon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. There's a pretty yellow rose. I wonder what that is. Anyway. That, the, uh, that little bud you're saying is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least he got a yellow rose. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he had them up there, and you could see them when you walked into the field, then it's out in a field for uh, for a long distance. They're really showing. Hmm. And uh, he, he had some of his plants, test plants, under shade, and some of them in the full sun. Whopper didn't grow as much in full sun as it did in shade, which is yeah. true for begonia. I mean, that's just natural for begonia. Hey, we need to take a quick break. 210-308-8867 is our number. 
8867. Dave, don't go anywhere. You're going to be up next on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The Answer. All right, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Uh, don't forget about the folks at uh, Second Nature Compost, Soil, and Mulch. Uh, if you're looking, you've got a big project, maybe you're going to get ready to do some composting or you want to get your mulch ready for the, uh, the uh, summer, uh, they're the place to go, Texas Compost and Mulch. Uh, they're located on Nelson Road. They'll deliver it to you, or they'll... Um, you can go get it yourself. They've even got a project planner, so you just uh, put type in your, uh, you know, how deep you want it, and then your dimensions, and it'll tell you how much to get. And if you go to their website, txcompost.com, you will find all kinds of great information uh, as well on the different soils, the different soil products, the compost, and each one of the mulches, uh, and all the choices you have. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, and uh, you can call them at 210-960-6400. Four zero, or just uh, check them out online. Online TX, as in Texas, txcompost.com, txcompost.com. All right, Dave's been very patient. Thanks for waiting through the break, Dave. How can we help you today? Yes, sir. I wanted to uh, ask you guys, ask Jerry about the chili pekin. Uh, I I talked to you last on um, the last. Well, I guess, and somebody giving my wife uh, a plant. Uh, I think I told DNA, uh, oh, soda cup, no holes in the bottom. No, no. Anyway, I, I kind of laid it over with the rest of the stuff, and it's coming back. Um, should I, uh, uh, would, would would that do better in a, uh, in a raised bed? I'm kind of pressed for space, or can I grow it in a pot? What, what plant is it? Chili Pekin. Chili patine, is that right? Well, it'll do, it'll do well in either situation. Chili patine will grow in native soil. Yeah, um, I, I know they, I know they grow well, Calvin. Uh, uh, how, how are they hard to start from seed? Because I start a lot. No, of stuff. no, they're they're relatively easy. The plant plantanswers dot com has a uh, pretty elaborate dis- d- discussion uh, okay. about how to how to do it, but uh, yeah, it's kind of relatively easy to collect the seed and uh, plant them. Yeah, I caught I caught the tail end of uh, what uh-huh. what y'all were talking about, and uh, I let some dry, and you know had some on you know on a paper plate, and actually uh, those got thrown away, but uh, but the plant. Plants coming on strong, and uh, I, uh, you know, and, and oddly enough, peppers that I started this year, I started jalapeno, uh, poblano, and shishitos, and the only ones I had luck with were uh, all the uh, all the jalapenos came up. But anyway, huh. uh, yeah, well, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting, do, do that. Yeah, get on plant answers. Find that. Right up and use all use that same uh, those directions for all those peppers. They should be relatively easy to to start. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. one of the keys, you mentioned drying them out, and Jerry quite often mentions that uh, you don't want to dry them out. You want to... You oh, wanna, okay. You okay. want to intercept them. You're, you're rel- relatively dry enough to be easy to work with, but they, you want them still to have some uh, fluidity, yeah, some juice to have when you're trying to get them started. So that, that yeah, probably is one of the I heard keys. Him talking about, I heard him talking about putting them in a plastic bag, uh, you know, and, and walking on them and whatnot. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a better way? That's that's a, a that's reasonable only, way to, man, the only to way manage them. With that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Okay. How, how, how did you get them? Did you just pick them out of a dry pot? No, somebody somebody gave my wife one uh, last last fall, Jerry, and she gave it to her in a, uh, a soda cup, plastic soda cup, no hose and bottom, no nothing. She'd been carrying it around for about a week. Over there <laughs> with my wife volunteers, okay. but uh, I laid it over. I laid it over, you know, and kind of broke the top of it. But all it's got like four or five, you know. Uh, uh, stems coming up, and they're it. You know, it's getting full. So, Good. and I'm getting ready to plant plant my jalapenos and stuff. So, uh, I just, you know, I'm kind of pushed for room. So yeah. I'm kind of uh, just trying to figure out where to put it. I mean, I've got a bed to put it in, uh, and and that's probably where it's going to go. You know, but yeah, my yeah, you, starts, yeah, I've got I've yeah. grown some in containers. They work. Oh, yeah. They work real well. And uh, sometimes they come up in yeah. containers and big. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like yeah, those, yeah, uh, those, a, those big plastic put, containers work yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got some, uh, and I, uh, I I did repot it in a you know uh, I guess it's a gallon, and it like I said it's it's doing fine and. Uh, I'm already getting all kind of butterflies, Calvin. I've already seen uh, my first question mark, actually. So, oh yeah, gosh, they're pretty exciting. Yeah. They're spectacular. They're yeah, yeah, beautiful. And, and I mislabeled yeah. one that I, to you that I saw last year, and I still uh, I had a picture of it somewhere. I still hadn't figured out what that one was, but uh, huh. and, you know, I got mazinias up, and you know, as soon as they're in bloom and. <laughs> and uh, you're doing we'll well. We'll have all kinds. We'll have yeah. all kinds. Very good, Dave. All right, guys. Thank Thanks, Dave. Thanks. I wonder if Dave has any dill. What was the butterfly that liked dill? Oh, was yeah, it, that one with that black sa- swallowtail. Black swallowtail. Yeah, you got that beautiful uh, uh, caterpillar. I mean, once you see that caterpillar, vivid colors, too. Uh-huh. How long does it take once they lay the eggs to get the caterpillars? Is it pretty quick? Pretty quick. Okay. And they uh, and the next question is how long does it take them to eat everything? No, <laughs> that's pretty, I know that's pretty quick. Yeah, and turn it into a beautiful butterfly. All right. How's uh, your friend's uh, dill doing? Um, She's, uh, she gave me... Uh, I d- the reason I haven't been talking about it more is she... Oh. Uh, the, the quantity was limited. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, the dis- distribution would have been oh, okay. difficult. But that's if okay. somebody that's really you know, excited about it, wants, uh, wants some, we'll find it. You know, I wonder if that deal, if that caterpillar eats that deal plant all its life. And he, all of its he, short life? Yeah. He happens to eat. All of the deal before you get to make pickles, 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could just cut that worm in half and put him in, put him in with the pickle jar. Put him in the pickle jar. Nothing else. You and have pickled would, worm. Yeah, it would. Uh, well, it would uh, give it a substitute for the. Uh, You'd have dill pickled worm. Yeah. Huh. You should try that. Is that on Plant Answers? Let me check. No. No. <laughs> that that was an original thought, Milton. No, Nobody okay. else has thought of that. Probably not. But maybe some may of be safe. maybe some of our listeners would like to try that. No. You should try it. <laughs> Do you have any dill at home? No. Okay. Uh, 210-308-8867. We just got a couple minutes left, so you got to hurry. Okay. Uh, all right. To call in, you mean? Yeah. That, that poor man <laughs> walked up. He, uh, people are still struggling with their sago palm. Oh. And uh, he he had one that had a lot of fron- dead fronds, uh, brown fronds. Uh, I know the feeling. But he thought that he said, well, they got a green stem. I never have looked at a dead frond. I, I would think it would be brown. But he swore that uh, they had a green stem. Yeah. I said, well, if it's brown, it's never going to be green again. And so you need to cut all those off. And he kind of looked at me. Mm. <laughs> said, uh, oh, hell no. Yeah, I said, <laughs> yes. And if, if it'll have fronds again, green fronds, if it's alive. Okay. If it comes out the top. I've but seen that when that happens. Actually, it's pretty when that happens. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. And uh, gives it a good look. And so and he's got the pups coming up. Oh. And I told him you can you can replant the pups around, you know, take them off and replant them. And I said, also, uh, we're selling sago palms here. Uh, yeah. Had a good bunch of them. Got about a minute. And uh, <laughs> uh, he said, oh, no. said, uh, they'd grow too slow for me. Then you were, you were very nice to him. And yes. I said, he said, I said, you're, you're not old, too old to plant a sago palm. And he said, thank you for saying that. Uh, that's a, uh, <laughs> a sweet moment between you and me. I didn't say, you'll never see that. <laughs> no. See that back. And you didn't tell him to kiss his other one goodbye. Uh-uh. Oh. You've softened. I don't know. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. But is that a hint? Uh, no, it's the hint. The music's the hint. So, yeah, we need to write that number down, and you can call us next week. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Come on by the nursery. It's pretty. Oh, there's a guy getting lots of, uh, I think, geraniums. So back uh, next week here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.